La chute de IBK est arrivée. Mais aujourd'hui, la population... Welcome to our program, of course, uh, one hour with uh, today. The with is Mr. Kabbalah. You are tuned on Impulse Radio, your only pan-African radio station based in South of Africa. Is a region, is also a country. I am Tengi Biang and I will be your host today. And uh, our show today will be very interesting because we are welcoming... Uh, uh, our brothers from uh, you know the fight uh, last uh, episodes you had the pleasure to see Mr. Beyanzen from the uh, the LDNA the movement of Liber uh, the League for the Defense of Black People in Africa and today we have uh, the communication uh, person of the African Continental Communication uh, Unity Party if I'm correct so I will get back to him today we'll speak about. A lot of things, you'll speak about the situation in Africa, you'll speak about the coups in Africa, you'll speak about who you are, what is the party is about, uh, where can we find them, and uh, what is your mission, vision, and objective. So, welcome to our program. You know what you want to, if you want to participate with us, uh, you can uh, send us a WhatsApp on plus 27-67-666-9150. Uh, I will repeat, plus 27-67-666-9150. If you want to contact us, you can go to your our uh, email um, website sorry www.impulseradioafrica.online today of course i welcome in our program mr kabbalah mr kabbalah how are you i am well thank you very much and work uh, thank you for welcoming me in your studio you are welcome so you uh, um, belong to a movement called the continent uh, the african continent continental unity party yes and uh uh, I didn't know a lot about that. I read and very interesting what you do and what you've done. I see you are in different countries also in Africa. Yeah. 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 Where, where are you so far besides South Africa? Well, uh, we are in uh, Ghana, Nigeria. Uh, we are in Sierra Leone, mm -hmm. uh, Kenya, Tanzania. Mm -hmm. uh, we are quite in a lot of, uh, I can say, almost all English-speaking countries in Africa. Mm -hmm. We have our presence there and membership and all the stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, some few French countries as well. Yes, you are originally from the DRC. I am originally from the colonial enclosure that we call the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I call it colonial enclosure. I like the fact that you pointed it right uh, from the beginning so that you can set up the level. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about... Uh, uh, your party, your ACUP. organization, yeah, the SUP. For sure. I mean, the SUP is a revolutionary movement. Uh, as it works at a global level, it's a revolutionary movement. And we try to transform it into political parties in every African country where we mm. settle ourselves mm. uh, with a specific vision to rebuild Africa as a global power base. Mm -hmm. When you look in the world today, uh, you will see or when you look in Africa particularly, you see that what we have as an issue is not hunger. Even though we are a house to many hungry people, uh, what we are having as a problem is not uh, mineral resources, but the lack of power. Once mm. we have the power, we'll be able to transform our resources in, in which, whichever, way, when, whichever way we want. Mm -hmm. 
when once we have the power be able to decide what we do with our economy mm -hmm. what we do with our you know whatever democracy or whatever system that we want to have so power is basically what is uh, lacking in africa so we want to rebuild africa basically mm -hmm. as a global power base uh, and the party itself or a movement it's uh, actually a pan-african movement and the most important thing that we want to achieve is to put pan-africanist or pan-africanism into power mm. you see today uh, it's uh, it's clearly uh, remarkable that pan-africanism is becoming uh, you know an agenda of a panel discussion you mm. know we talk about pan-africanism when we gather to you know in a panel discussion for youtube discussion something like that or on the street sometimes when we want to protest but the things that we want to happen in africa things that pan-africanists want to happen in africa it's only pan-africanists who can make those things happen mm. but if we are not in power or in the position to make certain decision or executive decisions we will be you know talking for a long time before we can see a substantial result in terms of what we want as African people. So uh, what uh, ACUP has given itself as amended is to position Pan-Africanists into a position of power. It means we go into Ghana, Nigeria, Guinea, all these countries, and we begin to change the reality by putting in power Pan-Africanists. Mm -hmm. Because with Pan-Africanists in power, it's going to be easier for us not to talk more about African continental free trade, but mm. to just implement it yes. because we have Pan-Africanists there. I like that. Uh, we had the pleasure uh, weeks ago to sit with a wonderful woman from the ANC, and I believe that she stipulated something about uh, the recommitment uh, re of ANC to extend the African National Congress through Africa. And we saw uh, last week, I think, the delegation from Sudan meeting, uh, the ANC Sudan meeting the the uh, South Africa ANC. Uh, do you see uh, some type of synergy? And uh, uh, what is so far your relationship with the ANC Youth League? I believe that uh, uh, you have some, uh, uh, what you call that, similarity. And how far are you in terms of building such a relationship? Because it's not seen in Africa that the youth link to this level, you know, mm -hmm. we always wait to meet at the African Union level where we don't even know our past. What is your level of uh, uh, coalition or demarche so far? Well, I think uh, I, I just want to point out something very important that you have mentioned. You know, it, it's, it, it looks like the struggle today has been intellectualized, mm. mostly. You know, it, that means the struggle is more of just uh, a certain class of people and the rest of the people or the masses of Africa seem kind of uh, remote to the you know to the true struggle and they don't see they don't see or uh, they don't feel themselves related to the struggle so i think that's a big problem so we need to bring the fight or the struggle to the masses mm. to the ground level where we have to relate to our people so that they can feel you know part of the struggle so that being said what has been our uh, commitment now to link with other people i mean we are very open we have uh, many organizations that we have uh, come to uh, link up with. We appreciate what is being done uh, by the EFF, what is being done by the INC, because INC itself, it was started by Africa. It's only exactly, South African Exactly, that's what I'm party. saying. It's African National Congress. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it's, it's, it's quite uh, interesting to see that it's now exclusively for South Africans, mm. whilst it was supposed to be an African you know, organization. Mm -hmm. So if there's any, any effort to extend INC beyond South Africa, it's something that will salute, mm. something that will eventually uh, embrace. Mm -hmm. In fact, 
I have been recently in discussion with uh, uh, this lady. She's a member of ANC as well. Mm-hmm. She brought up that, uh, that topic. Yeah, is is the same way that you've just uh, brought up. So she was talking about you know getting some people in contact, mm. such as uh, Zuma and all mm. those kind of things to create a kind of platform mm-hmm. to see how we can now uh, ACUP and INC to uh, like ACUP to carry the message of INC and uh, to mm, bring it in exactly. the rest of the countries. Yeah. Well, we're still waiting on them to see, uh, to make it happen. Sitting from Impulse Radio, you have the opportunity to speak with different movement and we have a movement to speak about the consumer system. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you say that uh, a movement like yours will dista- de- uh, detach himself from the consumer system to allow, I quote you, Uh, the masses to mm-hmm. be more involved with the fight because like you say you point it rightfully and say that it seems to be like a classes mm-hmm. fight where the a group of elite mm-hmm. uh brainwashed by the occident will still uh keep the power mm-hmm. and with such movement like yours we can see these uh, steve biko uh logic of self-realization conscience uh, consciousness mm-hmm. so will you say uh, that uh, we are in a good track or do you say that it's time for the consumer system to admit defeat and let the masses also be part of the journey? Well, I mean, uh, literally speaking, it is time for revolution. And when we talk about revolution, we talk about change of system, mm. change of values, you know. So one of those values is, uh, you know, virtually consumerism, you know. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that looks like it's the, it's the only function that uh, has been given to the African masses to consume mm-hmm. whatever that is produced up there. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to allow the African masses to be the ones who also have the inputs mm-hmm. in the Uh, decision-making process that eventually affects our lives and that's one of the things that as a global and uh, pan-african movement we were we, we want to really to change mm. in order to bring about a different reality where africa is really africa of all african people yes as yeah. we spoke like with organization like african rising for example we have the agenda to uh, to stop the border because i believe that so far we all have this concern of why is it so difficult for a young African to cross Africa mm-hmm. and basically push such movement. What is your take on that as a part, as a movement? Well, definitely borders need to be dismantled. That's the reason why I started by telling you that I'm from the colonial enclosure. Mm. When you look this, all these countries in Africa were created. Were created somewhere around 1885, not by Africans. There's no any single African leader who created, who, who participated in the creation of a the so-called countries, they were all created at the Berlin Conference as a colonial enclosures. That's where given two mandates. One mandate was to be, uh, you know, the providers of natural resources that were to build the Western world. And the second uh, uh, mandate that were given to these colonial enclosures was to become the consumers of the finished products uh, produced in the West. I mean, mm. this is this has been well stipulated or explained mm-hmm. In a certain document, document that that is the, that was called uh, National Memorandum, National Security Memorandum sixty mm-hmm. eight in the U.S., uh, authored by uh, 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 George, I think uh, his name was George Cannon, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, one of the American thinkers. So these uh, these these are the colonial enclosures. So we have to destroy these borders. But the first, the first, I think the first thing that I believe is the most important is to look at the psychological borders because you can dismantle the physical borders today and tomorrow we'll have a civil war. Mm-hmm. You just have to look at a tendency uh, in Africa 
looking South Africa, looking Ghana, looking Nigeria, when you begin to express yourself with somebody, the first thing that they want to pay attention to is your accent, yeah. your English accent, mm -hmm. your French, French accent, accent so that they can put you in a certain category to mm -hmm. say, okay, this is from that tribe, this is from this tribe, mm -hmm. and they will treat you according mm -hmm. to what they believe you are, right? So I think these are fundamental differences that exist already, mm -hmm. you know, of course, created by colonialism yeah. and today neocolonialism. So where we need to begin first is at this level of psychological, you know, Free borders. Yeah, borders. When we dismantle psychological borders, it's going to be easier to eventually uh, destroy uh, mm -hmm. the physical borders. But the physical borders, the colonial borders, ultimately need to be dismantled. So as a, a communicator and part of uh, such a movement, what will be your take in terms of your challenge? What do you think, because you need to clean up the yeah. hours first before you blame the others. Yeah. What, will think, what do you think are your challenges in terms of bringing this generation of hours to get and achieve those goals? Well, the challenge that we have as a ACUP or the African Continental yeah. Unity Party is exactly the same challenges that uh, Kwame Nkrumah faced Uh, Thomas Sankara, Patrice Lumumba, even Marcus Garvey, mm. they had to face the same challenge. And what it is, is uh, that they had a vision of the world set at 100 years to come. While they had to deal with the people who are looking at today. What am I eating now? Survival. Exactly. What is my job? These foreigners are here to take my job. You know, this is a mentality that we have in Africa. It's fixed on today, but people don't see 100 years to come. So, When you have a vision that is set at 100 years and dealing with the people who are looking at today, eventually going to be in conflict. And that's number one conflict that we have today. So because the vision that we have is to rebuild. And when, when you talk about rebuilding Africa, you have to understand rebuilding means you have to destroy whatever that is there mm -hmm. and start building from scratch. You need to lay the foundation. So that requires the patience, consistency, and uh, consistency, commitment, as well as uh, discipline. And uh, these are the fundamental things that are lacking in the African youth today. Because mm -hmm. when you look at our generation, we are a generation of food, uh, fast food, yeah. a generation of uh, uh, internet. You know, our fathers uh, in the 1900s, you know, 100, they had to, if I have to send you a letter, like, mm -hmm. like we were communicating before I came, I came here, uh, I had to send you a letter eventually. It has to travel, yeah. taking a couple of days, a couple of months before it reached to you. So I had to be patient. I had to understand that the letter will come to you and I will wait for a response. It can take a couple of months. So that built a culture of patience in the people. If you want to cook the meal, you eventually have to deal with organic meal. So when you look at our generation today, you, have, you are dealing with the people who are impatient. They want results today. They want things today. They don't know the process that, uh, that has to go Uh, in the in the making of you know something that is substantial mm -hmm. and something that is really really sustainable. Yeah, yeah. So this impatience, lack of discipline, and on top of that, eventually you see social media, and TikTok, exactly, yeah. and all those things. So these these are the challenges that we are facing in Africa today. Mm -hmm. So it requires that we work hard and we are committed to working hard based on the undying love of our people mm -hmm. as Kwame Ture said you know if you want to be a revolutionary pan-Africanist you need to cultivate or to create in you mm. the undying love for your people so uh, we, we, yeah thank you for that but we have also a question that many people ask we see you know in Africa there's a tendency of every time repeating and redoing the thing in a different way if everybody wants to take title I did it and yeah. you see different movement in Africa how do you explain today the 
the difficulty for movement like KBC and others mm -hmm. like yours mm -hmm. to join forces and have what we call like uh, a forum, like you know, a yearly forum. I know we all have different agenda, yeah. but what stopped you so far, according to you, men of the ground, to stop those different movement to link up at least once mm -hmm. the year and do a, you know a report about what your organization achieve what dare to have a, a, a you call that a feuille de route like mm -hmm. a you know a blueprint of yeah. where we are what we want to achieve and what so far we did well what is <laughs> stopping us from exactly doing that yeah. is the same thing that is stopping our african countries yeah. from coming together so you've got the same problem that the old one it's exactly it's <laughs> the same thing that you know it's it's trickled it's trickling down you know starting yeah. from the top and then eventually affecting all our social structures and uh, yeah. social organizations so there's the same question what is preventing we know today i mean today almost every thinker will tell you that certainly unity of africa is the key mm -hmm to all the solutions that we want today mm -hmm. and second we know that there's no such problem as congolese problem mm -hmm. or nigerian problem or Ghanaian problem Re really there's only african problem so what is really stopping our countries from coming together for example putting our military budget together, together. to build not a military for one particular Zone. colonial country yeah, but for, but for africa yeah. because look the uh, is right now that the Russia has actually boosted its military by, uh, mm. spending. But two years back, the military spending of Russia and of Africa were almost at the same level. Mm. In 2017, Africa, we spent, you know, collectively yeah. about 46 billion US dollars. Mm. And Russia was at 60 billion US dollars. Mm. But look at the power of Russia yeah. and look at the power of Africa. Yes, yeah, so, and that was leading <laughs> to my next question. Yeah. Uh, your movement, what is your movement think about a nation like uh, Russia who step out and say, you know what, enough is enough? Well, you see, um, it, is, it is an opportunity. That's what we're thinking. When you have uh, uh, a group of people who uh, supposedly are part of your oppressors, Right, a part of uh, are on the side of your op you know, mm -hmm. the side of your oppressors. If I have used to, no, let's walk, let's call the dog the dog, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when they begin fighting themselves, is an opportunity for you to think through how you can then stand up once this, you know, they are done killing themselves and then obviously eliminate all of them. And then uh, I'm not talking in terms of eliminate people physically, yeah. but okay. eliminate the system yep. of oppression that has been, you know, keeping Africa mm. uh, in the condition of a precarity where we are today. So um, I think first of all, first of all, first of all Russia is a, is a potential good ally, mm. but a strategic ally, mm. not an ally. Because us in Africa, we have this habit or this culture of thinking that things are the way they are being presented at uh, international mm, yeah, arena. Yeah. When we say we are going into alliance, we believe it is an alliance. Yeah. We don't think that it's a strategic move maybe to dominate us. There's no alliance. There's no pure alliances yeah. you know, in the world. There's only uh, manipulation. And self-interest. Self-interest. Yeah. yeah, perfectly. So we can strike some alliances with uh, Russia strategically for mm. maybe five years to come. Mm. Within those five years, we don't have to sit down to wait for Russia to give us some grains. Again, some grains, yeah. So, you know, those five years, we take the opportunity to build ourselves so that whenever the five years 
uh, those five years are exhausted. Africa's got uh, nuclear power to defend mm. and to protect herself. Africa's got the economy that eventually it's got its own blueprint, as you said. Mm -hmm. So these are strategic alliances. So we need to be very strategic about them. Unfortunately, as somebody said, the yeah. challenge of Africa is that those with the power, they don't have ideas. Yeah. And those with ideas, they don't have power. So what, uh, let's stay in the movement because you, they call you the guys, the people of the field. Yeah. Like uh, many of you, yeah. you have different agenda, but to serve Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we, we have, um, like you say, an ally, possible ally, and you need to be basically careful in terms of which type of deal we have. And you spoke about a good strategy where mm -hmm. you need to, to use this time to build something better. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, our own enemies inside, internally. And I would like to take your, your party uh, opinion on the rulers, the mm -hmm. people who don't want to leave the state, the people like I will say that's straightforward, like Paul Bia, like mm -hmm. uh, uh, the president of Congo, the small Congo, Brazzaville, Brazzaville. what is his name? Denis Sassou and others, even in uh, English word, and all these things. What is your position and what do you think is the strategy to free our brothers who are under those system for decades now? Well, by all means necessary, as Malcolm X said. <laughs> You see, um, as I said, it's time for revolution. Revolution first is an idea that comes and starts spreading. Mm. And that idea is always born out of frustration mm. because revolution is born from the frustration. When you have frustration building up in the people, it gets to the point where people start maybe protesting. Mm. And then when they meet up with the resistance, eventually that protests will lead into a you know a breakout of a revolutionary movement and we see it already in west africa mm -hmm. you know in uh, mali niger burkina faso so i think all the tyrants in africa all all the puppets of the western imperialism are not spared from what is happening in niger what is happening in burkina faso what is happening in mali or also mm -hmm. in guinea so if they don't wake up to the call of time now they will end up in the same way and it's very shameless when you yeah. see uh, shameful, sorry. When you see, for example, in uh, uh, in Gabon, when you see after you've spent, I don't know, f uh, how many years 52, in power, yeah, yeah and then you are calling out, make noise, make noise, those kind of things, is shameful. So I think they have to learn yeah. to understand that the time has changed. We are not, we are no longer dealing with the ignorant masses mm -hmm. as we we did in the past. Today, information is running so quickly mm. uh and the knowledge is out there and everyone is empowering himself with the knowledge so when the situation is unbearable as it is right now in africa mm -hmm. you have to deal with the revolution you need to change yeah. you need some change so uh it's not difficult for young african to pursue such a dream movement and that's why we like to ask this question on you with you today and discuss this uh, uh to put it on the table for everybody mm. in terms of movement like yours what type of support you are from the host country because for example you guys are based in different country mm -hmm. like you're in south africa today what is the support do you have support from the state of south africa to guarantee your ideology to prosper do you have you understand what i mean yeah, do, yeah. Do, how is it perceived are you are you perceived as a troublemaker of the <laughs> state or a, a hope for the continent tell me more well we are dealing with colonial rule in africa you see and the idea of pan-Africanism is an idea that has been fought against by the Western imperialism. It's not for nothing that uh, Kwame Nkrumah was isolated, was orchestrated, was mm. eliminated politically, mm. uh, which led to his death. It's not for, uh, for nothing that uh, Lumumba 
Sankara, all these people were killed. And when you look something common among them, it was that they were pushing for the idea of Pan-Africanism. So this is something that the Western doesn't want. Because once you, once you bring all these uh, colonial enclosures together, mm -hmm. you unite African people, we become unstoppable. Yeah, and but that is will you say that before the colonialists and others, mm -hmm. will you say that internally mm -hmm. we have basically guardian, like get, uh, gatekeepers of those policies? Because, I mean, you are a young African. Definitely. And, and, and you are, for example, in uh, South Africa. Mm -hmm. Why d we don't have the support? Because you, you carry hope. Yeah. of the next generation do you feel like you have support or you feel abandoned it's like you have to you know deal with everything if they get yeah. arrested there's no there's no law protecting you for example well i mean the the, the law the law is there maybe protecting you uh, up to some you know so, some levels but in terms of uh, substantial support to mm. the agenda of pan like a red passport like you know like a diplomatic passport yeah, yeah, yeah. yes no that that's not something that maybe we can expect maybe that from uh, like uh, asimi goita mm -hmm. yeah those uh, new pan-african yes. leaders who are taking you know taking yep. charge yeah. of west african countries we can maybe expect that kind of support from because i saw recently there were uh kemi seba was received uh, in uh, in mali yes well it's uh you know it's a good thing because yeah. we we support actually those leaders yeah. and we don't support them individually we support them we want them to unite to mm -hmm. build already a, new, a federal yeah. state from there you yeah. know uh, burkina faso mali niger mm -hmm. even guinea as well yeah to come up and to say you know what we abandon our whatever sovereignty or mm -hmm. colonial we sovereignty and, yeah. yeah let us just build a federal state as we yeah. are right now and all of them and all the rest will join yeah. that's what that's what we want that's what that's what we want it doesn't matter who does it, but what we want is to be able to hand over Africa to the next generation, mm -hmm. Africa that is able to cater for itself. Not yeah. in Africa, that's where you have, as I told you right now, Russia and Africa, almost the same uh, military budget. Yeah. But when Putin calls, all the Negroes in Africa go and gather to, you know, to <laughs> Russia too. So this tells you really that we are disorganized. Yes, before you go to a break, last question uh, will be in terms of uh, the difficulty and challenge because we have a lot of young, we have more than 75 or 85% of youth in Africa. Yeah. Will you say that movement like yours also face young who are still lost or stuck in those, cave, those caves? Hundred percent. Yes, uh, we are facing. Uh, we are dealing with a lot of ignorant people. Ignorance that is mostly uh, uh, based on on uh, on the on the mass media, or I should say, the mainstream propaganda. Yeah, mainstream, yeah. uh, also, sometimes of fluid by religious belief. You know, because once you believe that uh, you have no purpose on earth, your your only purpose or your only hope is in heaven. Eventually, there's nothing that we can tell you that makes sense to you. You know, mm -hmm. you need to understand that you have been created with a purpose mm -hmm. on this earth. You know, but there's something that religion cannot teach yeah. to people. So, unfortunately, we're dealing, yeah, we're dealing with a lot of uh, problems, mostly not willingly, mm. but problems that are related to the ignorance of the people. That's why the first thing that we need to do, one of the first things that we need to do, is to also begin teaching our people, mm -hmm. because the same way that the worst is trying to create a narrative or a atmosphere of ignorance. Mm. We also need to build up on the opposite side to teach our people, to help them unlearn all this filth of Western imperialism and begin to learn the true values of 
Africa. African. Africa yeah. So thank you for that. That was the first segment just uh, dedicated to basically situ- give a situation about your party and movement so that our listeners now know what you think and what you stand for. When we come back, we will basically carry on also in terms of the coup take your view on that and take the, the support and uh, you know your ideology behind and mm-hmm. see uh, what is your plan for those uh, new state we seeing you after the break and uh, stay tuned ready to impulse radio Welcome back to the program. One hour with today is uh, Mr. Kabila, communication manager at the African Continental Unity Party. Uh, we say ASUP, ACUP. ACUP. Yeah, HACUP. HACUP. Yeah, yeah, HACUP is all the same thing. HACUP. So uh, it's a pleasure to have you and thank you for your time again. I appreciate it. We speak, uh, you give us a bit of the essence of your organization Uh, in the first uh, uh, minutes mm-hmm. and now we will like to go deeper because i know that uh, you are basically supporting a lot of change in africa mm-hmm. and some of those change will be the recent change in africa west africa uh, in the sahel region where we saw uh, different uh, sovereign state take responsibility of their destiny and not let the oligarch uh, take over and tell them what to do. Yeah. So speak about Burkina Faso, like you say, Niger, Mali, mm-hmm. and uh, others. So we would like to find out uh, what do you think about the coup, uh, first of all, uh, in those regions, and what strategy does it propose, uh, that you guys propose to ensure political stability and democratic governance uh, across the continent? Well, uh, I think, first of all, the coup is uh, the right thing. Because I'm saying it's the right thing because it's being saluted by the majority of uh, the African brothers and sisters in those countries. Mm-hmm. You see every day uh, people marching in uh, Mali, for example, or in Niger in support of the leaders, right? Because it is time that uh, the Western imperialism in those countries, mostly French imperialism, need to come to an end. So if it doesn't come to an end by... Uh, the Western democratic means, then it has to come uh, to an end by a coup d'etat, right? And is is not something new. Western imperialism uh, sponsored coup d'etat in Africa for many, many uh, occasions when a leader was not compliant with uh, the Western uh, expectation, right? So I think it is the same method 
that we as African masses need to uh, go through in order to bring about the change that we want by all means necessary. When we, we must understand this uh, in Africa, we have a situation whereby every time a leader comes to power in Africa, is, is facing the Western powers and uh, with all their intimidation and stuff like that. And in the minds of this leader, you're already being told that here, where you are, you are supposed to do A, B, C, D in terms of you meeting our expectation as Western society. So it means you need to take your wealth, your resources, and then send it to the Western societies and you don't have to look after your people. So this has been the style in Africa so that we have leaders who come to power, stay there for decades, and they only look after the interests of the Western imperialism. Mm. They look after the IMF or the World Bank and, and, and the Western multinational societies, uh, I mean uh, multinational corporations, mm. at the expenses of African people who are supposed to be the primary beneficiaries mm. of African resources. So how do we change this situation? We need to come up with a strategy that put an African leader in the same condition where he feels like, the same way that he feels like, if I don't do what the Western society wants me to do, they can kill me or they okay. can put me out. We must create the same atmosphere whereby a leader must feel like if I don't meet the expectation of the African population, they can kill me. You know, they can kill me. They can overthrow me. They can, uh, they can, I'm facing so a danger. So you're not in control, basically. Exactly. You know? yeah. So because that's what we feel, that's the atmosphere now. When yeah. you have a president go, uh, who comes in power, for example, in the Congo, already thinking, what can I do for the West? Because if I don't do, I'll be killed, <laughs> right? So if we don't do that, we'll continue to see what we are seeing in Africa today. So I think what is happening in Africa now, in those few countries that have started standing up for their rights, is to create an atmosphere that would tell these puppet leaders that, okay, the same way that you want to look after the interest of the Western society, make sure that you look after the interests of your people. Mm -hmm. So that will create a kind of a balanced view yeah. on these leaders. And I think is the is right thing is happening and, right and now. And because we are in the uh, country of human rights, I would like to ask you, in such movement like yours, what will be the place of a woman? Women have a fundamental place in the struggle. If you leave women behind, you are not doing struggle. Because remember, women are the teachers of a society, right? You know, what they say in Africa is that if you teach one man, you're actually teaching one person. But mm -hmm. if you teach a woman, you are teaching the whole nation exactly. or the whole village. So we cannot leave the female energy behind, right? They have a central role to play and an important role as well to play in the mm. struggle for African liberation and African emancipation. Mm. And when we see in the with the with the current trend in the world today, you may almost say that the future of the world belongs to women. Yes, and <laughs> you know why I'm asking that? Because yeah. we're speaking about the Sahel, what is um, uh, it majority Muslim? Yeah, yeah. And we know the place of women in the Muslim world. So yeah. our movement like yours will restore this ideology and uh, change the approach of those leader to exactly apply what you just say, because we know that there is no next generation without mm. our queens. Well, uh, it is because, uh, I mean, that's that's part of Africa is mostly male-dominated because of Islam. Mm -hmm. You understand? That's the ideology of Islam. And I'm not trying to sanctify 
uh, Christianity, they've also have the biased, up and down. Yeah, yeah. biasness against women <laughs> just as much as yeah. uh, Muslim. But I think uh, Muslim, Arabs, I don't want to say Islam, I mm-hmm. respect uh, religion, but I say uh, Arabs take that biasness against women to uh, you know a lo- another level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but in that, I mean, in any way, things are changing. You see, countries that didn't allow women, like Saudi Arabia, for example, to drive. We have a woman who are driving today in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it is changing, but I don't want it also to. I don't want myself to be also an advocate of Western world of Western way of looking at the world. Okay. Right? I don't want to say that. Yeah, I don't want to be that to say that. Okay, what is happening in Saudi Arabia now? Shall it be applied to Africa? <laughs> yeah. So no, uh, I look at the world in a in a through what i called uh cultural relativism perspective exactly. it means must respect every people with their customs with uh you know uh, with their traditions if women are happy to be not driving majority of them are happy then let's respect it right but we need to be able to also stand when we see abuse you know we mm. see violation to human rights we see all these things that we cannot tolerate ourselves we need to be able to defend that so mm. now to come exactly to the question of what what is the way forward with these african countries first of all these people are african people you right these people have taken leadership of those countries african people Pure african yeah. exactly and they know that african woman uh, uh has uh, an important role to play in african society exactly. yeah you know in matter of fact when you trace back when you started people like Sheikh Antadiop and all those mm-hmm. people you see that africa was at some point majority of people in africa were matric uh, matrilineal yeah. yeah instead of what we have today mm-hmm. uh patrilineal mm-hmm. which is an inheritance of the western of western societal civilization so mm-hmm. i think these people are pan africanist they know that women have uh, a, an important role to play and mm-hmm. we believe that they will give uh, a place to women but i didn't answer your second question mm-hmm. as to uh, what can we do to you know what they what can we what can they do eventually to make sure that the change that is coming now is sustainable i think as i said earlier on, on the first phase uh is to come together because if they don't face war because as, as we're speaking right now uh there was a tendency to wage war against the niger if it's not war that can destroy this country or that can destroy this revolution it will be sanctions must understand sanctions are also kind of a war because sanctions will hurt the people the common people who in turn will now revolt against their leaders and accuse them that you have brought suffering on our lives so mm-hmm. in order to avoid the war the sa- the war uh, I can, uh, the sanction war against these people they must come together yes but we also see uh, in those countries especially in burkina faso the the acceptance of the people the population to move with the state this period whatever is hard or soft mm. they are willing to sacrifice a question will be how many according to your your presence in africa mm. how many people or population of african population are willing to follow the step because you spoke about that at the beginning you say african most of the african one thing to be done now there's a mm. generation of entitlement a mm. generation of uh, quick reward mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. how do your organization walk around that to make sure that one leader like the one that we see to Koita and others mm-hmm. emerge they have the support also of the people well i would tell you uh, uh my king that already uh m- the majority of african people are expecting an opportunity like that to happen in their respective country mm-hmm. you know when you talk like 
in uh, when you look for example in uh, Uganda uh, Museveni is not loved by the majority of people except his uh, circus people are eating of from course. his pocket right so if you have a situation whereby tomorrow uh, Museveni is out you will see that the people have been expecting exactly that so I think people are actually in the look for that kind of change right uh this simply because we are fed up uh with all these miseries that we can get rid of in one or two years mm. if we really get proper organization and proper leadership in africa okay so moving forward we we see a lot of you spoke about sanction and possibility of destabilization of the countries uh what will be your organization role to support them to pass this period well we we are supporting uh the we're supporting niger mali burkina faso all these countries in many many ways uh but as for immediately what we can do is to really bring our voice you know together with all those who have also spoken to show our support toward these countries and to show our dislike of what certain countries in west africa try to do to destabilize these countries no african person should impose sanctions on another african person especially when those sanctions are inspired by france or by america this is almost like doing the, the very same thing that used to happen during the plantation in slavery where you have two type of negroes you have a house negro and a field negro house negro because of his proximity with the slave master he begins to believe that is part of the slave master and then he begin to dis to distance himself from the rest of the negroes who are working in the field mm. even if the master is sick the house negro will say we are sick now france france is sick because it's being kicked out of africa now some african leaders in west africa they are also feeling that they are sick because france is sick because the, the money is going exactly that's what is happening <laughs> so us as FACUP, we are standing up to support Niger, Burkina Faso, Mali, and to stand against the sanctions on these countries. Mm. That's the reason why we are planning a demonstration on the 24th of this month. 24th of October, mm -hmm. we have a demonstration in Pretoria, in South Africa, mm -hmm. as an Anglophone country in support of this uh African countries, Niger, Mali, Burkina Faso, and we will go, we will go to French embassy. Mm -hmm. We'll go to tell them that French, your rule in Africa is over. Mm -hmm. Your rule is over because this generation mm, is not a generation exactly for yeah. anything. So bef uh, we'll talk and elaborate more before you finish the show about this All because right. we would like to know who will be the actor if you are alone or if you have some coalition. Okay. But let's speak democracy. What is your take on democracy? And What will be the, the 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 take of your organization in protecting democracy as you see it? <laughs> We don't <laughs> protect democracy. <laughs> That's why I say as you yeah, see. Yeah. That's why my first question was: yeah. How do you take democracy? So yeah. I want this point, and after that, exactly. how you maintain type of a freedom and speech, mm -hmm. and you know, as you see, as your party see. Hundred percent. I think what Africa needs right now is liberation. Is not the right for you to go after every five years and to cast your votes and then go back through the same suffering again. And after our, uh, another five years, you go and cast the votes for people to begin making decisions over your life and you are passive in that process. And after five years, you go back again, mm. you cast your vote. That is not a system that we want and that is not a system that we can defend as Africa. So uh, we cannot develop Africa or we cannot free Africa through democracy i'm going to give you an example i 
am born in the colonial enclosure that we call Democratic Republic of the Congo. Mm-hmm. I fluently speak French more than I speak my home languages, for yeah. example. And I didn't learn that language through democracy. I was beaten. I was punished to learn that, you know. I'm still having some scars on my body <laughs> to learn French, right? Yeah. So do you think, because the problem that when we talk about Africa must understand, we're talking about African men and African women. Mm-hmm. When we said Africa must change, Africa must grow, Africa must develop, mm-hmm. Africa must, 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 must be liberated. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the land space. We're talking about African men yes. need to be de- liberated, need to be freed, need mm-hmm. to change. And you don't change that person with the vote mm. after he has been conditioned you know by colonialism through punishment as mm. i've just told you mm. i was punished to learn french so do you expect by now going to cast my votes as a democratic system has been given to us that would change my condition or my situation mm. Mm. it's not going to change right so we need a fundamental change that should be rooted in the african value system now talking about democracy itself mm. uh what really affects our lives is not the individual that we elect, but is the decision that that particular individual takes on a daily basis in our life. Mm-hmm. So what we are pushing as African Continental Unity Party is a system that we are calling inclusive democracy. We're calling it inclusive democracy because, we, because of lack of better word. Mm-hmm. And number two, because our people are accustomed to these terms, Western terms, democracy. Uh, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. When you say that we are not democratic, they say, oh, you are a terrorist. Right? <laughs> so we're calling it inclusive democracy. So bot- bottom line is that every time the parliament is try- studying a policy, whatever the policy or law, whatever they're debating there, mm. it's fine, let them debate. But before that policy get to be amended by the president so that it becomes effective in Love. our life, yeah. it must be submitted to the rule of the people. Of the people. Referendum. Like referendum. Like referendum. Exactly. Any yeah. law, whether it comes to the, pas, uh, the, the what you call in France, uh, in, front, in, in French, passation de marché. Yeah. You want to give a mining concession to a, Another, a foreign country. Yeah. People in that area need to approve it. Need to approve it because it's affecting them. Because when you go in Congo, in any African country, you have a community where you find the people years back they were relying on agriculture exactly. to produce their foods. Yeah. Once these minings come in those community, they exploit community, they pollute the environment and they leave. Mm-hmm. You know, they leave after they've taken all the resources out of out of the community. They leave. What they leave in the community is the holes, pollution, uh, you know, environmental degradation. Now, people, since they have been disrupted from living through agricultural means, they cannot even go back there because mm-hmm. the land itself is not even arable. It's not fertile. Yeah. So these create a lot of condition of misery and precarity in Africa. So we want the people to assess those decisions, mm-hmm. to think about those decisions before that mining is given to that particular con- uh, company. Let's consult. Exactly. People must say, if people feel like, <laughs> okay, we will having benefit out of this thing, people can say now, yes. Yes. And if people say no, it must, it must be, be a no. no. So that's the true democracy. That's what that you we want are to pushing go. within uh, African Continental Unity Party. Fa- thank you. So before we go back to your event, uh, what you're going to do for on support of those uh, free country, the new free, the yeah. true free country. Yeah. Uh, let's speak about um, what is your take? Uh, do you still believe your organization on collaboration with international organization and others? First of all, international organization is or let's say for example international law is a compliance of small country or compliance for small country and the willingness of the bigger countries 
right? Let's say, for example, uh, let's talk, for example, about the International uh, Criminal Court, yeah. the ICC. The ICC. Big countries are not judged by that institution. Only small countries are the ones who are judged by that institution, mm. right? And big countries, they can go to Iraq, they can go to Libya, they can wage war, they can kill people there. They are not judged. They are not, you know, uh, judged or prosecuted by that institution. So what I'm trying to say that all these labels that we call international, mm. they are always the will, the uh, the will of the superpower mm -hmm. and the compliance of the small power. Now, what do we see about the international uh, alliance that's what you said mm -hmm. well we believe in an alliance of course because we are living in a globalized world mm -hmm. you are not you are no longer living in a uh, there's no possibility to isolate yourself mm -hmm. right we are linked whether we like we like it or not so by technology by businesses by commerce trade and all these kind of stuff but we need to build our own base before we engage in any discussion that has that kind of uh, international uh, cali uh, caliber. caliber. So what is lacking in Africa is that we don't have a base, but Foundations. we want to be parts, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But once we're part of everything, because we want We've to no foundation. recognize that we are part of this <laughs> international so-and-so. Okay, so -and -so. thank you for that clarification. And now, because you go to the end of the show, like you say, time is yeah. very short. There's a lot to say. We will take you for episode number two mm -hmm. of this discussion. But we would like to know more because you spoke about a demonstration mm -hmm. to the French embassy again. Uh, we saw that uh, with EFF last year. Uh -huh. And uh, we also cried because we didn't see a lot of Francophones supporting the EFF. Yeah. We saw Mr. Bianzen from uh, uh, the LDNA coming to South African My support. Brother, respect, respect. Yes, but we didn't see others' organizations. So now that you also uh, follow the, the step, uh, who are you with? Are you once again not supported by any organization, whatever, locally, internationally? What is your plan? Well, we are seeking support right now. Yeah. Everybody who believes that he is a pan-Africanist and mm. who believes in the African rights for self-determination and African liberation, African emancipation, must support us, mm. right? Must support us because what we are doing actually is the right thing. Is the right thing not for us, but the, for, for the whole Africa because today it is uh, Mali or Niger, tomorrow it might be South Africa. You must just understand South Africa is almost uh, a colonial country as we're speaking right now, yeah. right? So we might get to that point as well in South Africa and we'll also need to see people supporting us here and there. So, well, uh, we don't know who supports us at this moment. We'll find out on the 24th of, uh, yeah. of, of this month of October when we eventually undertake our march. Mm -hmm. So we are calling on all Uh, those who are willing to see Africa, uh, you know, liberated to join mm. us, to support us in any way. Uh, you know, these things require a lot of money, a uh, lot of, uh, you know, uh, Logistic. resources. Logistic, Logistics, yeah. yeah. So we really need support and we call all the Africans around Pretoria, even in Johannesburg, to get hold of us mm -hmm. so that we can know where we are meeting uh, and then if there's a possibility for organizing transportation, mm -hmm. people need to be informed. We need to, to, meet, to, meet, to meet ourselves there massively mm -hmm. and demonstrate our willingness to say no to French and to say, be careful to mm -hmm. those African leaders who want to maintain sanctions mm -hmm. against our fellow African brothers and sisters in West Africa mm -hmm. and also to say to Niger, Burkina Faso, Mali, 
we are with you thank you for that and you know it's easy to laugh when it's the problem of others yeah. but at the end it has an impact on you and when it's gonna have an impact on you it's too late what do you want exactly. yeah it's too late so yeah. better start now so to avoid the same trouble in the south end of africa what i call the sadek yeah. and i hope that you listen to that and this call and if people want to contact you do you have some number social media Exactly. Um, they can contact me uh, on the our contact number is uh, plus seven mm-hmm. uh, seven four six five seven seven two six four. So mm. plus seven six four uh, seven four uh, six five double seven two six four. So or they can write an email to unity at African ACUP unity at African ACUP dot org. Uh, and then we'll be in touch. So basically, or they can go to our website, and uh, all the information is there. Three uh, www dot acup uh, african acup dot uh, dot org. No problem. Thank you very much for your time. We hope to have you next time. Mm-hmm. That is all for today. Uh, see you uh, basically next time at the same time. You know what to do if you want to participate to one hour with uh, at on Impulse Radio. You need to send us a message on our social media, Impulse Radio Africa, or send us a WhatsApp at uh, plus twenty seven and uh, six seven triple six nine one uh, zero. See you next week. Uh, thank you. sur ces terres parce que comme j'ai l'habitude de le dire au que je regardais parce que vous savez je réside en France vous le savez figure nous sommes devant l'ambassade de France